are like what four, five days removed from the from from the show, bro. Yeah, man, it was about five five days. Yeah, 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 yeah. How'd you feel about it, bro? Like it's like I feel like because I know you ain't performed in a while. Yeah. So it felt like you kind of came out of retirement or something like that. You it, know what I mean? It definitely felt like Jordan with the four or five. I, it, it felt like that. Not to I'm I'm not as great as Jordan at all, but that's how like it, I imagine it probably for him felt felt both like exactly where I belong and also clunky and kind of weird at the same time. Um, and so that's how I feel like how I felt. But it was it was fun. Like I like I made sure to make it about me. I don't think I could perform anything that I felt like I was trying to impress anybody with. Yeah. Um, it was just about me. Um, and that was the best part of it. So I, I just I just got back in back into the thing the thing that I love, the way I wanted to do it. Um, I didn't even care to stay to hear like, oh, good job, or like talk to people. I was like, nah, man, I'm just I did the thing. I I got over the hill again. Um, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go chill. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go eat some tacos and be <laughs> be solid. So yeah. Sure. How about you, man? I mean, you 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 did your thing, y'all. You 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 do this. That's a fact. Thank you. I yeah. I, <laughs> I, I I appreciate that. That was your first time seeing me perform too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. It, it was it was dope. Uh, I, I jagged on one of the poems, but um, hey, bro, nobody knew that, bro. You didn't have to say that. No, but see, that's the thing, though. Like nobody knew, but my whole thing is being <clears throat> open. Uh, honest, vulnerable, and things like that. So one thing I learned from being uh, when I was acting back in the day is that um, nobody knows you mess up except you. You know what I mean? So if you want to perform, if you're on stage or whatnot, if you get a line or whatnot, keep it going. You know but what you, I mean? But you told them now. Yeah, that's cool. That's fine. That is okay. That is okay. Okay. That's, right. that's okay. You say, you say so. Yeah, Brent, fam, fam. <laughs> I'm not tripping on it. I'm, I'm, tri- I'm, not, I'm not tripping on it. Um, but it's cool, though. You know what I mean? Because... Regardless of me jagging the poem or not, the audience still liked it. That's and a like fact. you said, nobody noticed it at all. That's so, a fact. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, everybody had a good time. It was a good turnout. Um, shout out to Maria for inviting us and um, shout out. You know what I'm saying? Putting us on a bill, RTV first bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, hey. You put it that way. It's not, it's, it makes it makes it nice. Yeah, bro. Makes it nice, bro. It F- makes it it makes it real nice. Yeah. Shout shout out shout out FW Comfort Zone. Yes, sir. Comfort yeah. zone. Will we, will we be back? I mean, the world I, may never know. It may never know. They never know. They never know. They never know. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna pivot real quick. So we have a guest in the building today. Um, she's phenomenal. She's an actress. Uh, what writer, director, all that good man? Mm, she does it all, yo. Does it all. She does it all. So, ladies and gentlemen. Give a warm welcome to T. Nicole Danridge. Hey, thank y'all for having me. Of course, of course. I'm, listen, we appreciate you for taking time out your day. You know what I'm saying? Driving in traffic and being here with us mm-hmm. on this little podcast of ours. I'm we, very happy to be here. Very happy to be here. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, of course, of course. So uh, before we jump into asking you questions, I got a question for both of y'all, right? Mm, okay. So, and it's okay if you got if you need some time to think about it. But mm. what job did you work that humbled you? Hmm. That humbled me. Yes, that humbled you. That like you were like yo. This job is easy. Like I got it. Like it's cool. No problems whatsoever. 
and then maybe like after the first week or so, it's like, yo, this was not what I had envisioned at all. Listen, I'm going to give y'all, I'm about to tell a story that's going to give us some time to think about John Lancer. Mm. Okay. I think it was 20, 2012. Yeah, 2012, fall 2012, I got hired at um, Macy's to do the uh, holiday stuff. So I got hired like two, maybe three weeks before um, Black Friday. And so I only had like two shifts before Black Friday actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and Black Friday at Macy's, Black Friday, mm-hmm. this is back before, you know, before they did all the like the black, like sales on days that aren't Friday and mm-hmm. like online stuff wasn't like popping as crazy like that. You know what I mean? Like, cause it was Cyber Monday back then. Mm-hmm. I mean like, so we're talking about like doorbuster deals. I'm up, I gotta be there at like three in the morning. Cause you know, so I think it was day two of the sales. Um, and what happens is if people are in line and they don't get to the to the register by the time the, the doorbuster ends, because it'll end at like two o'clock, like some of the end at like two o'clock, mm-hmm. um, you still got to honor it for people. And so I'm not familiar with the cash register that much. So I'm in here, bro, I'm sweating. <laughs> I am sweating. <laughs> and I'm trying to type in this stuff because I got to type in, like you got to type in like 50%, like the, the, the discount percentage in it. So you click to this thing, you press like 50. And so well, here's what I think happened, right? Mm-hmm. So there was these these ladies who were who were in the line and they saw me sweating. So they were being nice. They just handed me a little a little washcloth, like a cloth that was like sitting right there. They was like, "Hey, just wipe your like your sweat off. Like you like you're good." Da 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 da. And so I was ringing them up. And I think what I accidentally did because right next to each other is percentage and dollars off. Yeah. So they should have got fifty percent off of the item. I, what I think I did was give them fifty dollars off of the item, mm-hmm. which was not like it like fifty dollars off the item was way more than. What fifty percent would have been? Yeah. Um. Just because I'm a mistype, right? Mm-hmm. And so, cause like, like character wise, like I'm not. I'm just not. I'm just not built that way. Mm-hmm. I'm just wouldn't. I would never. <laughs> um. And so, <laughs> the next time I have a shift, I think it's like the like the next day or the couple days after like that. Uh, loss prevention is like, or like someone's like, you come with me like that, and I was like, oh, like word, like bro. I'm a good guy. That's all, I'm like, <laughs> so you have to understand, like, there was no no point in that I think that when they asked me to come with them, I was like, oh, like, something bad happened. I was just like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, they just, you know, first job. It was my first job, actually, too. Oh. So, like, first job outside of, like, in, yeah. So I was like, all right. Like, got into the little room. And, you know, they kind of, kind of, it's kind of like an interrogation kind of thing. They're trying to put you in the back because now I'm in loss prevention. And they're like, mm-hmm. like, so we saw you did, like, X, Y, and Z. Like, why did you, like, why did you steal from the company? And I was like. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was like, they're like, why, like, you, like, you know, you rang up these people for, I was like, huh? Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, I'm mm-hmm. honest to God. Like, I was like, look, look, honest to God, y'all, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. They're like, there's some people you were talking about in the line, da, da, da. And so later, I didn't, they didn't tell me anything firm, but I remember mm-hmm. the day more. And I was like, I could see if you're looking from a camera and you saw these ladies hand me a rag, it looks mm-hmm. like we know each other because mm-hmm. they're being sweet to me. Right. I thought, like, they're being nightly, you know, so it looks like we know each other. And it looks like I may have, like, given them a special discount. But I was like, bro, I have, like, no idea what we're, like, what we're talking about. So I'm like, this person is, like, giving me the mean, like, why would you? And I'm just like, I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. So they, they suspended me for like, I think a week or like 10 days or something like that. And then finally brought me in. They were like, okay, we're going to let you go. And I was like, at that point I was like, all right, cool. Like it's, this is over. Cause I was out for 10 days. Kind of like, what y'all going to mm-hmm. do? Um, but I don't think why well, I say it humbled me though. Cause I don't think I ever thought that like I get fired from a job one, mm-hmm. but let alone fired after three shifts mm-hmm. and let alone fired from the simplest job. Like, 
like check like being a reg the cashier. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, and it's 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 so it's so humble me, but it was so ridiculous that I forget about it often. Mm-hmm. That until these questions like this come up, I'm like, oh yeah, like, bro, you got fired from being a a cash register, like a, like a part time seasonal. You got fired from being part time seasonal. Do you want like 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 that's just. It's just wild, like it's just like a wild concept. So that was like a, a humbling. I got to end up getting a job at Office Depot like a few months later and worked there for like a year. So that was straight. But like that was like a very funny like, oh, yeah, huh? I'm not as like this isn't the stuff that looks super easy. You still have to be like, I guess some I, I still pay back to like it was a complete accident. Mm-hmm. But at the easiest job you can imagine, mm-hmm. like I don't like, you know. So, yeah, that's my that's my story. I still shop at Macy's because they got good deals. <laughs> they do. It's just they what do. it is. But yeah, I I'm thought I would have been bitter about it, but never was. Yeah. Yeah, no. So. Wow. Yeah. You got one or you still need something? Well, I've never been fired. Okay, uh, yeah. I've never been fired. Oh, okay. uh, lucky but, you. But uh, <laughs> I would say my first job, well, my first real job, I was always the family babysitter and nanny. Uh, but I was way at school, Illinois State University. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for a job. Uh, I wanted some extra money. You know how it is when you you at college. Your, your people ain't really sending you funds like that. You kind of have to rough it out. <laughs> got to grind it out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went to a Mary Kay party. Why? I was in. <laughs> why I was. Like, I don't know why my friend threw this Mary Kay party. And then the consultant was like this older lady. She old enough to be my grandmother. Yo. And she actually was over what they called the night operations management department. What it was was glorified security guards, right? Yeah. So we would check people into the dorms. So she's like, y'all want jobs? I got y'all. Come see me. It's the highest paying job on campus. And I should have known then that there was a reason. Like, this was 07, and I don't know what minimum wage was, but that job paid like eleven twenty five an hour. I'll never forget. That was a lot back yeah. then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. However, comma. I'm loving this. <laughs> the part they don't tell you is you got to be at work at 10 at night mm-hmm. and you don't get off until 6 in the morning. Mm. So as a college student, it's already that part of things. Like, so that cutoff, and you have to work every other weekend. So you got one weekend, um, uh, one every other weekend you can go kick it, and then you have to work one uh, weekday. So you get uh, enough okay. for your 8 o'clock class after only sleeping for like an hour and a half, right? But it's this one weekend. It was a really big weekend. People were coming down with their family and friends. And we would have to check people into the dorm and make sure that they weren't too drunk to, like, function. Mm-hmm. So this guy comes up, and he can't stand up. I'm like, look, if he can't stand up, he can't sign his name. I can't check him in. I know he's your guest. So they trying to, they working with him, they working with him. We, like, sign your name. He literally made a squiggly line. And I'm like, okay, you have to step <laughs> to the side. So as we have him step to the side, I look on the floor, and all of a sudden, a puddle is forming. No. Whoa. This is a packed dorm lobby. Like, we had to call ambulance. Like, I don't think I worked there much longer after that. Like, it was it was a lot to maintain. Like, you were responsible for people's safety. Uh, you had that, to, why did why did you have to call an ambulance? Because he probably had alcohol poisoning. Oh, it like, was like that bad. Was, I got you. Okay. No, no, no. Like he couldn't write his name. He <laughs> had his little accident. Like he was falling out. Like it was bad. Like that's probably the worst I've ever seen anybody Dang. in terms of intoxication. Yeah. Oh wow. Like, outside of like 
hard stuff like that's the worst yeah yeah so i i didn't work there very much longer after that it was it was a lot it was a tra- traumatic experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah that makes sense yeah dang man man so uh what, what year was this god i want to say maybe 2014 15 mm-hmm. something like that bro so i was working at fedex my stepfather was working there at the time and then it was me and a couple of my friends they and like he was telling us about it, like hey there's some job openings up uh because uh the holiday season's coming up so they hiring a bunch of people it's gonna be seasonal but if you work good, they're going to keep you on because mm-hmm. people are always leaving or whatever. It's a revolving door. And he was like, you get to work however many hours you want. You get paid every week. I was sold. Mm-hmm. I was sold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, here comes the issues, right? So at the time, uh, we were living in the hundreds. Mm. The job was all the way in LaGrange. Mm. Can you tell the people who are not fluent in Chicago what right, that, right, what right, that right. means? The, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so my daily commute was three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And this was during the time where they were still doing construction. So the buses and things had to take detours. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it took even longer to get to FedEx, right? So we get there. And the first day, they brought us up in pairs to uh, pack a truck. It was me and this other guy, and then the truck next to us, it was this girl and this other guy. I want to say maybe an hour into her shift, girl got up and quit. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, nope, can't do this. I'm gone. And I was just looking at them like, it's not that bad. I should have left right along with her, yo. Mm. It got worse. So working at FedEx, it's a warehouse. Mm-hmm. There, it, The doors are always open. So there's no such thing as having any kind of heat or any kind of air conditioning in there. So whatever the weather is outside, it's mm-hmm. times 10 on the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's even worse inside of the truck because it's metal. Mm-hmm. So... I'm there. My supervisor looks like a skinny version of Hulk Hogan. How can you wait? That doesn't even make sense. How, bro? Skinny Hulk it's Hogan. The hair. It it's was the, the hair. It was the hair, it was the, the mustache, the mm-hmm. uh, okay, whole you. shebang, bro. Mm-hmm. And I'm just and like it. It, it was funny looking at him because I'm just like, bro, I can't take anything that you're gonna say because he would say brother like after you wait know like I'm, for real oh yeah, yeah bro hey yo that's funny you know what i'm saying that's it i'm gonna play the part that's yeah exactly oh, you know what i'm saying you know you gotta move these over here brother and i'm just like bro i'm trying not to laugh at you right now but um no so it was that uh the co-workers i had were like fresh out of high school uh, exactly that mm. that that sound right there tells you everything that you need to know bro so <laughs> they were like they would just be acting a fool bro mm-hmm. acting a fool all day long mm-hmm. they would go in the bathroom together and play and like have soap fights and things bro mm. and i'm just oh. like uh. fam fam 
Okay, yeah. I, I'm I'm looking as I'm just like, cause one day, I just walked into the bathroom. This is before I knew that they was having soap fights, bro. And oh, I walked no. in there, oh, and no. they're just having like hands of soap just slapping each other. And you know that Simpsons no. episode where uh, Bart's granddad walks into the place, and Bart's sitting at the desk, and he sees Bart, and he just takes a U-turn right back out. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Oh. Tink tinks. Man, it was <laughs> terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, yeah, people tried to flame me because of my height and everything. Um, I wound up hurting my back because they didn't want to come help me lift a trampoline into the truck. And so you get timed. Like you have to go a certain speed and get like of putting things in the truck. Like you like every item that goes in the truck has to get scanned. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't do it within a certain time frame, like, you can get ridden up for that and mm-hmm. fired. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, this has to get on the truck or this is my butt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, this needs to get on the truck. But they were just playing around saying that they come down helping. And this is like waiting 45 minutes. And I'm looking down mm-hmm. on the other end where most of them are at, and they're just joking around. And I'm just like, all right, it's okay. I got this. Um, I got down into the position of how you know you pick something up heavy and whatnot and I tried to lift with my knees and it was like my knees instantly tagged out to my back (laughs) and my back was like I got it guys don't worry about it all without my consent by the way and as soon as I lifted it up bro my back was done like my like I pulled something like I had to go to physical therapy in which they paid for, obviously, because I got workers hurt on the job. Workers' comp. But after that, I quit. Because, like, it was... <laughs> because, listen, bro, because, like, we're talking about in the fall and winter time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, traveling three and a half hours mm-hmm. in Chicago cold mm-hmm. in the winter mm-hmm. for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. That so, checks out. Yeah. So, that job, that, that job haunted me, bro. I was like, you know what? I can't do physical labor jobs. I'm okay. I'm not built for that. I'm not. That's fair. That's yeah. 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 I'm not. But um, <laughs> back to the main reason why we are here today. Uh, T, how you feeling? I'm good, Vash. How are you? I'm 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 great. So, uh, you first off. So I listed off a few of your accolades. Is there more? Is there more things that he does that I did not list? Um, yeah, like humbly brag about yourself. Yeah, humbly us, yeah, brag. Exactly. Okay. Well, he's saying humbly. You ain't That's got to be, be You do what you want. Okay. Yeah. Um. No, I am. I am an actress, writer, producer, director. Um. I produce my own content a lot of times. Um. However, I am formally trained. I did go to school for theater, mm-hmm. and then I branched off into TV film. I still revisit theater quite frequently. It's my first love. Uh, I love all things creative, design-wise. Um, yeah, I like seeing the bigger picture, whatever that means. Like, if that's in film, if that's, like, event design, I like looking at something and seeing the bigger picture and how it can be transformed. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You know what I noticed? Mm-hmm. It, this is a sidebar. Our family is mad creative, yo. It really is. Spoiler alert. She's my cousin. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But yeah. Yeah. cousins. <laughs> First cousins at that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, like I like I just look around everybody and it's like mm-hmm. we all creative in some type of way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. Yeah, like we we could figure some stuff out. Like mm. we'll figure it out. Not like legit. It's a lot of a whole bunch of creatives. Most people can hold a note. Mm-hmm. They can hold a couple notes. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Like, I think it's it's something in the bloodline. Something. Um <laughs> <laughs> this is a, another sidebar, if I can say. Mm-hmm. I actually went to the family reunion in San Francisco in yeah. August. Yeah. And the damages, it's a whole, you dig. Like, imagine being in a room with, like, 150 people and everybody sings and they pass the microphone. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I'm like, hold on. Like, I didn't come for here. Like, I just came to meet y'all. Yeah. Like, it was so <laughs> bad. My daughter got put on the program. Like, nobody told Whoa. me. Nobody <laughs> told me. <laughs> my six-year-old, like, we're visiting from out of town. My six-year-old somehow got put on the program. It's a whole band. They hand her a microphone and was like, sing this song. I'm like, hey, y'all, I could have prepared her. Like, nobody told me she was doing this. Did, does she does she sing, though, for real? Like, is there a reason my why baby they... baby had never sang in public stop, by herself. Stop playing. <laughs> stop on sang. the program? Yes. That's... So... That's uh, it was a song my dad used to sing to her, yeah. uh, and one of our cousins uh, who talked to my dad all the time was, called her up. Was like, "Yeah, we want you to sing your Popeye song," and my mom I think knew about it too because she called her up. I'm like, "Wait!" So my baby, <laughs> my baby freaks out and is like, "No, I don't want to do it." Like she has a whole little breakdown in front of everybody. By the end of it, she went back up and sang it, but like it's it's a thing. <laughs> like the family picnic, we all stood around and sang. Like it's a lot of singing, man. Like mad talented. I met another cousin who's a producer, a film producer out in California. Like, wow. Something about them damages. I mean, our great grandmother had eighteen children, so true. Yeah, so it had to had to trickle down some kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. With that being said, um, what inspired you to get into theater, which in turn you branched out into all of these other things? I think I've always been a performer at heart, but the actual like formality of it, I was in high school. I had joined the band because my brother was in band. Um, I went to Gorn Ridge High School in Dalton, and the band hallway is connected to the theater hallway, at least it used to be. And I happened to venture over to the theater hallway, and I'm like, this kind of cool. And then I found out that they went on trips weekly. Like, band sat in a room. You only did something if you had a competition mm. or, like, a special event. Speech and drama, every weekend they were gone. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> That's a selling point. So I went over there and kicked it with them for a little bit, and then I just never found my way back to band. Like, I legit was ditching band which was a class, too, to go to speech <laughs> and drama practice. And I fell in love with it, and I stayed. And, yeah, like, I found, like, my thing, like, that I really, really just enjoyed, loved. Uh, it's, like, it's something about digging into a script and becoming another person. And, yeah, it, it's it's euphoric. It really is. What's uh, been a character that you've like, a, I don't know if I say a character that stuck with you, but maybe your favorite character you've played. Mm. 
there's a playwright. Her name is Dominique Morceau. A lot of people consider her to be um, one of the modern August Wilsons. Mm. Uh, so if you're familiar with his work, mm-hmm. uh, she does a lot of kind of the same thing. Uh, he did it with the Century Cycle, and she does it with Detroit. She did like multiple iterations of stories from Detroit. There's a character from her play Paradise Blue called Silver. I understudy the show. Um, Silver's kind of older. Mm-hmm. So one day when I'm like in my 40s, 50s, I really want to play her. But um, I actually go. I actually got to go up for the actress who played her for real. So I got to go on stage with everybody and take over with her for uh, one of the shows. And yeah, Silver, she's like this gangster from like the forties, and she has these hats, and she <laughs> smokes, you know, those old school cigarettes with that you uh put in something else, like the long, ha- the long handled ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I don't smoke, but it was, it was very fun to play with all of the things that came with her. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, you are a writer as well so have you written plays and scripts and things like that not so much plays um i do write film and uh series not television because i'm not on i'm not writing for tv yet Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i have my first script that i wrote and produced was called plow um and we actually got to have our debut for that at the tcl chinese theater in la which is really really cool like with the the handprints the theater with the handprints in the front yeah so we were in a festival there and we got to debut it there um then i developed a web series um about the public school system with my sister-in-law called black boy jungle um it's a seven episode web series uh we got to i didn't direct but i did write and i acted in that uh during the pandemic i was able to write another short film called cadence we hope that'll be out very soon um just waiting on a couple of things to wrap up with it and we'll be submitting that to festivals and right now i just wrap production on another web series uh that'll be out in march hey. yeah yeah all right so as you know web series are kind of like a i would say a newer thing i think they've been around for like about a decade at this point that but mm-hmm. they're still something that's like i feel like from a mainstream standpoint people are like getting into and stuff like that mm-hmm. what's your like favorite part about being a part of that um avenue you know of creation and, and putting stuff out um, there on, on what, for web series like really being able to have your hands on it and control it so mm-hmm. If I was to work in a writer's room, well, when I work in a writer's room, because that is something I desire to do, you don't really have a say-so. So you write what they told you to write. You tell the story they told you to tell. So with web series, I get to take um, ownership and onus of this thing and run the show. So I'm the showrunner. I'm the producer. Like, I really get to have my hands in it and control the final product in a way. Mm. Um, and it's like straight, you get straight to the audience. So you don't have to go through the Hollywood system. This may be a terrible equivalency. You can tell me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong. It's almost sounds like web series are kind of like mixtape underground. Like, no, that's, like, that's, le- yeah. that's real. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> and then like a lot of times you get to do it with your friends and it's not as much pressure. Um, like, yeah, you want to come out with this amazing production but a lot of the pressure of the outside world is taken out of it. And you get to just play and have fun and discover and learn. Like, 
I'm getting to cut my teeth on my own material mm. before I go into mainstream. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that's 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 dope. Um, because me myself, um, I'm gonna be starting that journey and dipping my toes into like the little web series thing. Because I was telling him before you got here is like that's that's something that uh I want to do. Because like when I was promoting my book. Mm-hmm earlier this year like i i made a couple of skits Mm -hmm. um and it was just like wow they they were received pretty well and it's like i wonder what i could do with more than just 30 seconds or a Mm -hmm. minute you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like five ten minutes let's see Mm -hmm. like what i could do creatively and write and everything like that but to be where you are and do the things that you've done that's really dope and that's really inspiring you know what i mean because you um you saying that you were in band but then you found uh theater and you just were naturally gravitating pulled mm-hmm. to it and here you are now like that that's inspiring you know what i mean because you have some people now uh, in school and everything, they're just like, well, I don't know what necessarily I mm-hmm. want to do or like this path has been set already before me mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily expected of me, but if I were to walk this path, nobody would think differently. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But for you to go off and do this thing, um, yeah, like it could definitely inspire the youth to be like, yo, I want to, I want to explore my options. I want to do something that's not pre predetermined for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm a big proponent of people really finding out what they're called to. Um, and I, I really give my mom or both my parents credit for not putting demands on us like you have to go this route. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do it and you have to do it this way. Um they really wanted to know like what we liked, what we were drawn to. They let us figure it out. Um, Cause I, I tried a couple different things until I found the thing that was really neat. Like they really let us all go on our own path. Cause we all do our own. We do a lot of the same things, but we do it differently. Um, and then as a parent, I'm not necessarily, I don't know if I can say this in the space we're in, but I'm not necessarily a proponent that everybody got to go to school. Like, mm. in the way we look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, me and my husband are talking now about our children. And people say, oh, what school, what college are you going to go to? I said, if she wants to go to college. Mm. Like, I, I'm putting it out there for her now. That's not your only option. If that's not what you want to do, don't waste yeah. your money, baby. Yeah. yeah. Don't waste my money. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's only going to get more expensive. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what business do, do you want to start a business? Like, what do you want to do? What What's something, what's really on your heart to do? I don't want to put something on you that you're not even like a lot of people I think in with the millennials we're 30 and 40 trying to really figure out who we're called to be because we weren't allowed to be who we were called from the jump mm-hmm. yeah to, to add on to that if I could mm-hmm. um I think the whole school thing when we were well when our parents were coming up mm-hmm that was like, yo, if you want to be successful in anything, mm-hmm. school is the only option. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying the school is bad, but now that we're in the times that we're in, we have people that are on YouTube all day mm-hmm. that make videos and content that ain't never stepped a foot into college, mm-hmm. 
making more money than the people that have went to college. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when we look at that reality of things, it's just like, no, there are other options. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's harder for the generation before us to kind of sort of accept because, you know, they came up during different times and whatnot. They were really big on stability. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what they they run after. Um, I talk about quitting my job all the time, my nine to five. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not necessarily my end all be all. Mm -hmm. I'm working it for a, a means to an end. Mm -hmm. But there's a, an expiration date on that job. I won't be retiring from there. And to to say that to a baby boomer, they're like, "You got that good job with them benefits." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I I always think about that too. I think about like like I mean, obviously we're all black here, mm -hmm. <laughs> but the like you know what that meant to our parents' parents mm -hmm. and how they gave that to them and how there was like, you know, I, I think there's a certain level where like, so I, I can't put off family business like that, but I'm trying, but what I've noticed though, is there's certain things that I know that my grandmother got from her mother that she gave to my dad that, that are like worries about things that don't really like exist for, for me in 2023, mm -hmm. but for my, my great grandmother in the thirties and forties, that, that made all the sense mm -hmm. in the world. You know, you come out of post um, depression. Mm -hmm. That's that's real stuff. Mm -hmm. But now now my dad does stuff that he got from from her via her mother and trying to give to me. And I'm looking at him like it doesn't apply. Doesn't it doesn't. Right. And that's a, and so like you said about the parents and how they like instill stuff in us. It's like, yeah, like we're in a different different age and era. Right. I, like the the um, <laughs> uh, you ain't going to make do nothing playing that game all day. Well, my, my child gonna be playing that game hard. <laughs> like, that's what mm -hmm. you wanna do. Yeah, you you better sit down there for eight hours. You better figure it out. Yeah, let get me trained. get you a masseuse. Rub <laughs> exactly. your hands yeah, down. Yeah, get you. Like, what well, we need to get you to make this. Yeah, it's as, exactly. that's so. It's just so funny how it, it's entirely different. Mm -hmm. Um, and if we and I, I'm grateful to be in the era that we're in where we're a little bit more aware. Like we have the the freedom to be more emotionally aware. Mm -hmm. Um, because. I, I, our parents never had that and we didn't have it growing up from parents who didn't give it you know what i mean but now we're in like you know mental health era and thinking things like mm -hmm. that out it's like oh we can think like it's beautiful that you can think about that for your child and be like mm -hmm. you know what if you want to uh because anybody said that and for our parents era they'd have been like oh they own that stuff mm -hmm. like in legit would be like they own that stuff that's <laughs> wild like yeah somebody need to get them you know so yeah, yeah no absolutely um and so getting back to uh you and, and your accomplishments, um, what are some of like, so what have been some of the highs and highs and some of the lowest of lows that you deal with mm. operating with everything that you do? Maybe you can, you don't even have to like go through it one by one. Mm. Maybe you could just focus on one of them or maybe it's an umbrella type of thing that's on all of them. But um, Highs of highs. So, any most actors, I won't say any actor, but most actors, whether it's theater or film, especially the ones who are like your blue collar actors, we not making millions of dollars, will tell you that after you end a project, like the day you end it, it's like you're on the highs. It's like, oh my God, we did this thing. And then the next day you're probably depressed mm -hmm. because the thing is over and it's like, what's next? So I would say the high is like doing the thing whatever that is, getting the opportunity to do the work. Because um, unless you're always creating something for yourself, 
you're not always going to be working if you're a blue collar actor. Right. Um, but the lows are those periods where it's like, did I did I hear right? Like, did I hear God right? Like, is this something I'm supposed to be doing? Mm. Like, really? Like, it's been months and I ain't booked nothing. Like, our job is to audition. Like, if you're working in the Hollywood system, your job is to audition. The cherry on top is when you book. So your job is to do something that you're you're not being paid for. That's the job of an actor. You audition, you audition, you audition, you constantly train. That's your work. Hmm. So when you actually get to do it, like really like go out, create with other people, that's a major high. But it's that low afterwards. Like, okay, what's next? And then when people ask you, that's the worst. Like when you have nothing to tell them, it's the it's the most awkward moment. Like you really have to stand in it like, well, nothing. I'm just gonna take some time. Like until you get to the point where you're able to say that, it can be the pits. Mm. Yeah. So one and the same, I would say. Like doing the thing and then when the thing ends. Hmm. Okay. That's a that's a I appreciate that perspective. Never never saw it that way. No, I never saw it that way either. Yeah. I no, I, I never saw it that way. Mm-hmm. Almost a taken aback by it. I was like, okay, dang, yeah. Let me ask you this: What's your the like? I don't want because you're in so many different avenues. I'm not gonna ask you your favorite movie or favorite TV show, but what's your favorite story that you've heard told, or like, or that that you associate with, or the one that you would like to adapt maybe mm-hmm. at some point? What when you think of that? I'm not really big into adaptations. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't say something I wanted to adapt. Um, favorite story. Um, whatever speaks to me in the moment. I'm generally, like, driven to things. Mm-hmm. So um, it could be a word. It could be a phrase. It could be a news story. Something... Um, why are you laughing at me? I'm not I'm not laughing <laughs> okay. at you. I'm 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 smiling because that's that's a big part of my creative process yeah. when it comes to poetry. It's like it doesn't even have to like I, I could just be watching something on TV mm-hmm. and somebody would say like a phrase and be like Oh, I could write a poem about that. No, it's it's a thing. Um so the project the latest two projects I'm working on, Cadence, um, A Love Story, is a short film, and it's about a couple dealing with infertility. And the way I came to that story is because a lot of the people that I knew that were surrounding me and my husband that wanted to have children, that were in our age group, that got married at the same time we want, we did, and they wanted to have them, they couldn't. Like they were, they were battling or dealing with something that was preventing them from doing it, and I wanted to really explore what that does to a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one that we just wrapped is called This Breathe, and me and my sister-in-law were just having conversations about women holding each other accountable. Um, it was an Instagram clip, and a friend was, like, going in on her friend, like, no, you deserve better than this. Like, you need to stand up and, and speak up for yourself when this man does whatever was going on with the guy and the girl. And it was women having real conversations and feeling free to be vulnerable. Uh, sometimes I feel as a black woman, we're called to be super women. 
and I don't always want to wear my cape. Like I shouldn't have, I should be able to say, no, this hurts or this sucks. Or I didn't like when you did that to me. Um, so yeah, I'm usually, I find an end from somewhere. Like something happens. I see something, I hear something and it's like, Oh, I want to explore that. What does that look like? Mm. Um, yeah. That's you. Okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> I it, it would be in poor taste if we didn't ask you this before we got up out of here. Mm-hmm. What do you think about, well, it ended today officially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but what do you think about everything that's going on in Hollywood right now with the strikes and everything? Hey, where you go with the timely question? Yeah. Wait, there you Something go. Hey, timeliness. Um... I applaud the writers and the actors for fighting for what is theirs. Um, I think that this is going to totally change the current state of Hollywood and what they look for, what they want. I think we're going to return back to like a in, in, uh, more indie-driven mm. uh, kind of atmosphere. I think a lot of those big, big network um, things are going to kind of die off in a way. Mm. Um and then a lot of people have been creating, like even though they haven't been creating for the AM, AMPTP, mm. they've been in their closets, in their bag, working on their own stuff. So I think it's going to be a rise of independent creatives uh, really going after what's theirs. And rightfully so, because you're not going to rip me off of what's mine. Like that's, that's in a sense, what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like you want to literally steal my whole you you want to body scan me and use it in perpetuity like even after i'm gone like you literally want to steal me right who like who does that the audacity so yeah i think it's going to be a return to uh independence standing up for themselves yeah. I, that sounds that sounds exciting. I the you talking about the independence like rise of that. I was thinking like one of the coolest things is watching a twenty nine pop off because it's like now we're at the point where like every year when it comes Oscar time, they're one of their films uh, is up here. Is it a twenty four? A twenty four. Oh my gosh! Yeah, a twenty nine is something. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, a twenty four. Yeah, yeah. But no, a twenty four. I'm I'm like that's that makes me excited about about film because you know like there's just a lot of different avenues with within all of it and and like. But I'm like somebody who kind of enjoys like real like real cinema, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not. That's not a political thing, but but other movies, I'm just like it's cool to see that like mm-hmm. unique stories being told because there is this level of sometimes big big studios just want to make sure they make their bread, mm-hmm. uh, and so to see ones that are just like oh we're gonna we're gonna go for it and we're gonna tell a story that it some people may love and some people may, may not, but we're gonna do it like our way, and so the idea that this could be a lead to that sounds mm-hmm. super exciting. Um, that we see more like independent stories and stuff that come out. So that's 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 cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see the landscape of Hollywood over the course of the next five years. Absolutely. Uh, with that, there has been a rise of AI across a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. things. Whether it's Hollywood, whether it's um, just people drawing things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. How do you feel about AI personally? It's a tool. Um, and it's, I don't think it's all bad. However, I think you should be very um, careful about how you use it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't mind using AI to write my resume. 
AI, make me sound real good. Write this bio <laughs> for me. Like stuff like that. Right. That doesn't really cre- require creativity. Like save mm-hmm. me some time. If it's something to save time, but mm-hmm. um, script writing. Okay, so I tried it and I put a prompt in. Yes, it wrote the script. Was the script good? No. Mm-hmm. Like AI is not, it's not that intelligent. Yeah. No, be yeah. careful. Be careful. It's gonna hear you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. scared. I'm kidding. I got the Holy Ghost. There you go. Hey. There you go. <laughs> I'm not afraid. There you go. Should I buy a hunt? I won't. I won't do it. Won't do That's, That's what's up. No, I'm with you. Um, for me, um, with AI, like I, like you said, it's it's a tool. Definitely a tool. Um, and people are like freaking out about it. Oh, it's gonna take jobs and this, that, and the third. And it's like, um. It may take some jobs, but the people that are going to be using that and replace people with AI are going to be filling the mistakes of that. Because mm-hmm. while AI can eliminate labor, mm-hmm. so to speak, it's still creativity. You know what I'm saying? And that comes from an actual human being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And God drops us those gems mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so for me it's like ai they can use ai as much as they want to and that's cool that's fine like i'm not worried about it like it's not going to replace me it's not going to replace my craft it's not going to replace the hard work and everything else that i mm-hmm. put into this mm-hmm. you know what i mean so whether it's here or it's a fad like bitcoin or something like that or nfts whatever you want to call them though <laughs> like it's 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 okay um yeah i don't i don't see it as a replacement i do see it as having the potential of being a thief i don't i don't yeah the replacement thing because we know what it is we know what's coming we also have a responsibility to be vigilant Mm -hmm. okay you don't run from this thing you see how you can use it to your advantage so if you see that this thing is coming Mm -hmm. you have a responsibility to figure out how that's going to affect you and how you can combat that. Absolutely. Yeah, we're not helpless. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, definitely not replacements, but yeah, yeah, this will be a thief. You got anything to add to that, Cam? Or no, no, you don't think it's gonna take over the the rap scene, bro? And you know, make a a person that's not even a rapper a rapper. Nah, that's been done already I get that but in a new way an easier way to do it nah I ain't worried about all of that I kind of same way it's just it's just gonna be like I, I'll i say this my friend sent me a, a YouTube link of an AI Drake album <laughs> and I was shocked at how many songs in there that I was like that that slaps and if it mm-hmm. and if Drake actually put that out like like that would be dope, but I but I think that like from a sonic standpoint, like just with, with like the right ears, you can hear the mm-hmm. difference between like AI and like real like art, um, and real creation. And so, I'm not like I think it'll always be fun to see like what would have happened if Michael Jackson would have made a song with you know like Ice Spice or whatever. Like <laughs> like what, what would have happened? You know mm-hmm. that always be fun, but it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything anything to actually like hurt. I think. Um, I would be interested to see because they probably can write things that then people can improvise off of. Um, 
And so that would probably hurt songwriters. Um, but I'm not too, I'm not too worried about it. Again, I think, it, I think the, the culture will continue. Like music is always changing just like every mm-hmm. other art is. And so when AI figures out how to do what, what somebody did like five years ago, there'll be something happening. Mm-hmm. Things changing the thing. So yeah. Word. Word. Uh, do you have any more questions? Good sir? For, um, for team? I, I do not. I appreciate you being here, though. I do. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having me. It was fun. Absolutely. Uh, so before we let you go, wrap things up. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Um, and also, if you want to, do you want to share where people can find you at or yes. your work at? Um, actually, so for the the series that we have coming out right now, we are actually looking for music. Um, so with our last web series, we did all original music. We had people submit stuff and then we would actually put that on the series instead of trying to use a clip from somebody who's already known. We want to use somebody, uh, who's independent as well. So we are looking for music that is especially written for women or by women. However, we're open. Like if it's something good, it's good. Um, Mm -hmm. and you can actually, submit music or or find me um i am on ig uh at a cup of tea that's ti underscore so a cup of ti underscore um and then in my bio it'll be a place for you to submit music um for this new series that's coming out yeah what do you know do you know what you're looking for in terms of like yes like um this? so specifically we're looking for soul r&b mm-hmm. and christian gospel got you um however we are open to some hip-hop i'm i'm a little biased like <laughs> i'm a little biased uh some leaning more old school leaning like mm-hmm. you know like back in my day early mm-hmm. 2000s you know Open open call for all the listeners, man. So you know where to go if you want to see submission music. That's what's yeah. up. Oh, and you can um view the web series that's already released on YouTube. If you go to Blackboard Jungle web series, the whole season will pop up. It'll be a playlist with all seven episodes. Hey. Yeah. And uh I'll make sure I'll put all that information uh in the info description, all that other good stuff. So, uh Tam, any last words? No, we good? Take us home. Word. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been recent. We we don't even introduce ourselves no more. We we just we we just what we do, you know. Yeah, they they're here. They know they know they know they know the vibes. You know the vibes. That's why you're here. Um. So this has been reset the vibe. As always, be kind to one another. Take care of one another. Nope. No. I say it that with conviction too. I thought that's I had crazy. That. It this is, is crazy. your thing. I you know it's my thing. You keep messing it up, and I, I gotta come through. Yeah, and I gotta. Yeah, I hate doing this from you, man. It's your thunder. You keep no, making it, me coming. It's it's not my thunder though. Okay, this is. I'm, I just want you to know. I see myself as like lightning. You'll always be the thunder. You know what I mean? Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, take care of one another. Be kind to one another, and as always. Love. I could have sworn I said that, bro. <laughs> I could have. You did the second two parts backwards. I love it. I love it. Did you say it. be care one another? Take kind of. No, no. You said you said. That take was care. fun. It was. Kind of Y'all go have me go buy me a mic and give me a camera. Hey man, it's, hey, it, it is a good cool. time. It, it was, was very time. uh, it was spring. Yeah.
Yeah, I told you. I told you that's what the vibe's going to be. You know? It's a good time. There ain't no breakfast club stuff in here, you know what I mean? I appreciate that because I wouldn't have participated. <laughs> no, thank you. No, it's more than enough. Breakfast club, podcast, 